Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we combine a love for movies and television with not a lot of actual knowledge about movies or television. I'm your host, Joseph, and usually this is the part where I would introduce our other co-hosts, but uh, we forgot to record this when we were all together, because this is a bit of a special episode. We, uh, we watched two big recent uh, Netflix properties, Stranger Things and Neon Genesis Evangelion, and had a lot of feelings about them, so we decided to make a special little mini-sode just for you guys. So, because there's not a more graceful transition, this is it. Enjoy! Well, so the, yeah, that, that's it for Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, what have we been watching, guys? I have watched, continue to my office trek, I'm so fucking close to being <laughs> done. I watched uh, a show on Netflix called Dead to Me, yeah. starring Linda Cardellini, Christina Applegate, mm-hmm. James Marsden. Really like that show. I it's like all those good. people. I yeah. hear it's really good. It's very good. It's um, it's kind of like a study on, it's produced by Adam McKay and Will Ferrell, which mm, I found to be right. interesting because it's not super funny. Right. Um, it's like a study on grief and right. how people do and like different kinds of grief. Uh, Christina Applegate's husband was killed in a car accident or he was in a hit and run. Linda Cardellini uh, has had like multiple miscarriages and then early onset menopause. So she like she like desperately wants a baby and she'll never have it. And they're best friends or they, they become best friends while dealing with their grief. But there's a twist to it and uh i'm not going to spoil it but they give it away in the first episode and so you the audience knows what the characters don't know right, and right. so you're watching this you know this relationship knowing all these secret facts i'm, I'm uh, hoping it's not as dark as it sounds from the intro it's kind of dark and it ends on a dark note and so there's definitely gonna be a second season but i, I like it everyone's kind of a shitty person but you feel for them. Right. You know, bad things happen to good people, bad things happen to shitty people. Uh-huh. It's just the way the world works. I'm surprised Nips is aghast, because it seems like his wheelhouse. Based on the the people that I know who have recommended it, right. I thought it was going to be like a fun time. Oh, right on. <laughs> and so I'm surprised to hear that right. it's a bit of a bummer. It, I wouldn't call it a bummer, yeah. per se, but it's not happy. Sure. Like, the things aren't good. Situations only get worse. It must sh- be good then, because the people that I know who recommend it are not people that watch, you know, not yeah. fun stuff. I, and I will say, I think like the like the grief study part of it is really interesting and very relatable. Yeah, and presents it in a very like understandable way. Right. Um, I like. I, plus, I have just the biggest crush on Linda Cardellini. Linda Cardellini is awesome. Yeah. I don't like her weird man. Her Velma changed my life. Now. Her, yeah. her Velma is good. Uh, you know, she was... Freaks she, and Geeks. Freaks and Geeks. The, the fucking best. She never learns a thing on Freaks and Geeks. No, that, no. That, that she's always kind of annoying know. in that show. But, uh, but yeah, no, no, she's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I watched... What's the other show I freaking watched? I watched all of... Oh, I watched Stranger Things Season 3. And I did not really enjoy it. I'm, uh, it was okay. I have thought each season has gotten... I, I like Season 2 quite a bit. I, season 2 got a bad rep. Season 3 is clearly the worst to me. Uh, if I had any complaints, they changed the tone, which kind of makes sense. I get the kids are older. Mm-hmm. Um, they but lean into it real hard. They lean into it really hard, mm-hmm. more so than I think they needed yeah, to. Yeah, totally. The other part of that is one of the great things that Stranger Things did is like when it originally sat out was like it's this tribute to these 80s things, right? but still a really great story. Right. Season three is solely a tribute to 80s things. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the the first season, there's kind of like an alien bit and stuff right. like that. There is a Terminator bit in season three that is so fucking hard. Like, it is it it is Terminator. Like, it's not even a tribute to Terminator. Right. It's fucking Terminator. 
You know what? It's funny. I haven't even gotten to where it gets like that, but I already know which guy you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, they give him away, like, in the yeah. first scene. Yeah. And I didn't put it together then. Right. But now if someone had told me, you're like, oh, yeah, that dude is supposed to be fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. This, <sighs> this is also one... I, I'm just, that, yeah, this is also what I watched, too. I watched, like, first four episodes of it. They totally... It's one of those things where... They give away shit that's going to happen by what the posters are on the wall. Yeah. Like, these fucking 13-year-old kids have posters of the thing on the wall. Like, oh, so there's going to be a body horror element to this. It's, yes. You know, that's another one. I didn't, yeah. the, the thing reference is yeah. so fucking heavy-handed right. in this. Yeah, I'm going worse than Transformers Here, on Stranger Things Season 3. Here's where I am on it, because I loved the first season of this. I know it's not, like, high art or anything, yeah. but the characters were all really endearing. Uh, Hopper and Steve are my favorite fucking Hopper dudes. and Steve are great. <laughs> I think that, you know, it, uh, the 80s stuff was felt really like you were yeah. in it, not just like a bunch of references. And the horror story that was presented, it was scary because, yep. and I hate to use this term, but there were stakes. Mm-hmm. At that point, you really thought, oh shit, one of these kids could die. And I'm not a huge fan of killing off main characters. I don't think that's the only thing you need to do to build drama, but in a horror show you have to believe somebody can die mm-hmm. and one of the problems with this is i can't believe that any of these kids are gonna die yeah one of my big problems with it is that 11 has been out in the world for years now why does she still talk like a fucking caveman yeah still it learning dr- words it shit. drives me fucking nuts yeah it the only thing i really loved about it was being in the mall yeah you know like the mall was really evocative of malls that time there's like a Walden books you see up on the mm-hmm. second store, and like man, oh, I got I got like into like man, I could go take twenty bucks in there and tear some shit up, <laughs> like you know, like I have very real memories yep. of buying a, a Todd McFarlane issue of the Hulk in a Walden books. So I just I you know I was like all, the whole time I was like, why aren't these kids up in Walden books? <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, it's it's just it's. It just lost some of its magic. It really has. Yeah. It really. It, it's not as much fun as it as it once was. I, also, and another thing. Okay, the second season there were some elements of characters being dumb, but I still felt like at that point it was like, okay, all this weird shit had only happened once. You know, maybe Dustin really does think he just found a weird animal. Yep. At this point, it's all happened twice. As soon as weird shit starts happening, you should know. Everybody should just start saying. Oh, it's that other dimension. <laughs> also, every time the problem is we're not all talking to each other, so let's get everybody together right fucking now. Yeah. That is so, always the problem. With so that, that makes me reminds me of an interesting point. One of the things that I really, really enjoy about season two and why I defend right. season two a lot is um, I, I'm a fan of the, you know, tropey break apart. In right. the second phase, you did break apart. But the one thing season two does is it creates odd pairs. Eleven right. and Hopper, great together. Right. Steve and Dustin. Great together. Right. This just comes up with excuses to keep those relationships instead of challenging those norms. And I don't appreciate that. The only new one you get is Eleven and Max. And I do like it. Right. Those those are some of my favorite parts of the show is when Eleven and Max are together. Right, right. And a lot of that is in the mall and stuff like that. Right, right, right. Yeah. Disappointing. uh, You know, I mean, Steve Steve and Dustin are still, like, endearing as As, you know, a duo, but I agree, it should have been, there should have been more mix-up to it and mm-hmm. stuff like that. The, the, and I will stop on Stranger Things, I promise, but the, the, Steve 
The, the problem that I get with Steve in this one is there's a moment, again, going back to season two, a great moment with Steve, which is he gets, acu- Nancy accuses him of all these things, never mm. really caring, was never really part, only did what he had to because he was present. Right. And so through this Steve and Dustin budding relationship, when Dustin basically tells Steve, hey, we have to go do something about this, Steve pulls over the car, opens the truck, and pulls out that fucking bag. Right, right. He carried it around with him, waiting because he knew he was going to have to do it again. Right. That's a great character moment right, for Steve. Right. He does not get that in this season it, at and all. It sucks because it really set up that Steve was kind of going to be like the ash of this universe yeah. almost. And That would have been awesome. Yeah, and yeah. it really, at least the four episodes I've watched, it does not pay off. It's a lot of him in a sailor's outfit and not looking very yeah. cool. The, the other challenge to that is, and this is I, kind of backwards to what I just said, is um, making Billy the villain is okay it makes sense but god it would have been so much better if they did steve it's it's even after what they did with steve in season two if you do what happens to billy in the first episode and you do that to steve god that would be gut-wrenching there would have been stakes because you liked him um you know i i when we were texting about this before i i likened it to lock and lost Mm -hmm. how they instead in the early episode and you know um uh, me and Christian both love Lost, yeah. but one of my few disappointments was in the early episodes, they really teased that Locke is the big villain of the show, mm-hmm. and they kind of cop out at the end by spoilers for Lost, which is a you know, uh, decade-old show. <laughs> it's not uh, worth your time anyway. <laughs> they, they kill him off, and then they bring him back as the embodiment of the smoke monster. I think that was a cop-out. Yep. I think this was a similar cop-out, because I think maybe Steve was meant to be this at one point, and when he became so likable, they instead introduced yep. this other character to do the same Who's thing. Who's just shitty. Who's just shitty. And they do a little bit, you know, Billy, you see right. a little bit in season two, he's like beaten by his dad, and they do a little bit more of that in season three, but he's never relatable. Right, no, no, you never not hate him. Yeah. The one time in this you kind of feel for him is when he's trying to talk to... Uh, Max and tell him that yeah. I don't really mean anything I'm doing, but you know that he's lying. Yeah, you know. So uh, one more thing I have to say on it in the in the first season, Winona Ryder as uh, Joyce was great. Yep, and uh, you know because she was right and we knew we were right, but she was so frazzled and crazy, nobody could believe, and it. no one could believe her. She's still playing that character and she's still doing a good job of it, but it doesn't make sense because why wouldn't people believe her? Yeah. Like, this, this shit happens all the time at this point. Especially Hopper, because there's yeah. like two episodes yeah. in the beginning where they just fucking argue about what's going on the whole time. Right, right. About right. the magnets. Right, and Hopper should have been like, oh yeah, oh, I'm on right. board. You're 100%. Yeah, I got you. I do respect that Hopper just got fat. Yeah. <laughs> he got over being beefy and he's like, man, I'm just going to be a fat dude. I like that. There was um, one thing, and this is a mild spoiler, that I disliked when I saw it, and now I've, I've kind of come around to it, which is the Soviets right. are to blame. Uh, right. Which, at first, I was like, dear God. Like, you really couldn't have picked I- anything right. more, like, 80s cheesy than right. the Soviets. However, I do understand that you can't keep making the U.S. government the villain every season. Right, right. So, who is a natural substitute the commies. Right. Uh, and again, height of the Cold War, 80s thing. It mm-hmm. makes sense. When I first saw it, it was super cheesy and tropey, though. Uh, the other thing I watched was, I watched half of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh, I dig it. I think Joseph's going to have We're going to talk more about it. Uh, so far, I like it. Um, but I haven't got to the crazy part yet. So, that's it. I, I mean, I just did mine. I talked to him about Stranger <laughs> Things, and that's really the only thing I've had a chance to watch. <sighs> 
Uh, I've watched a couple things this week, actually. Uh, I've been watching season two of One Punch Man because it's over, and I just wanted to plow, plow through the whole thing. It's taken a bit of a different direction. One is a different animation studio, and it's not as good quality animation, especially the fight sequences, which is a bit of a disappointing but point, disappointment for a fighting show. Uh, but one of the other things, the, so the, the show, the first season, is largely a comedy. The whole point is there's this world of heroes and monsters and constant clash with each other, but there's this one guy who decided he was going to be a hero for fun and accidentally became the most powerful person in the universe by, like, an immeasurable amount. Right. To right. the point where nothing even challenged him. Right, right. And so for the first season, you spend a lot of time following him around where he's get like, just stumbles into these weird situations. It'll be, like, grocery shopping. Yeah, and then, and then like, oh, there's a terrible monster that's killing everyone. I'll just hit him and swat him away and he'll whatever but then in like two episodes maybe it's two to three episodes of the first season you experience a story where he's not there and it's like what happens when he's not there and it's fucking horrifying it goes terribly for everyone um and so the second season is a lot more of that where he is just not where at least where the action is where the where the camera stuff is happening and everything is terrible where he is not. Right, right. Um, and so it's not like it's not as funny because like it feels like shit. This yeah. world is fucking terrifying. Right, right. But the, the I mean, when they do do the jokey bits, it's still funny. But it's like the the first season is side splittingly funny, which is a lot to say for an anime. Does it still rely on the like subversion thing that the first season you know really like harps home like? Season one really subverts a lot of tropes. Yeah, it's not. It, I, it's the second season of a comedy. You can't do all the same yeah. new. Yeah, like the, the jokes aren't as new anymore. But it's it's still good. I'm I'm still plowing through it. Um, if you haven't seen the first season, I highly recommend it. The wife and I started watching the marvelous Miss Mais- Mrs. Maisel. Miss Maisel. Mrs. Maisel. I don't know. It's the show about the yeah. woman in the '60s who becomes a or '50s who becomes a stand-up comedian. It's not okay by societal standards, and she has children and. Whatever. It's written by the same woman who wrote Gilmore Girls, and a lot of women really like it, and so I was kind of skeptical going into right. it. I like Gilmore Girls. It's fine. Uh, it's really entertaining. I, I, I've heard nothing but yeah, great we, things. Yeah, well, it won like, all the awards and stuff. Uh, I was, well, I mean, I just mean from people I know who watch it. Yeah. They are. are they women? No. Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, so the, the thing that surprised me in the first episode, the thing that I wasn't expecting, there are tits in this show? Yes. <laughs> um... Which at first made me think <laughs> that like I had misjudged who the audience was for this show, but I think they were still just trying to sell, hey, this is a show for adults, and we're just admitting that regardless of sexual preference, no one's interested in a flaccid penis. <laughs> um, uh, but like it's it's funny. The the main girl, uh, Rachel Brosnan, is really good. Really, really, the whole cast sells it. Like her parents, well, I can't remember the actress who plays her mother, but Tony Shalhoub is her father. Kevin Pollock is her husband's father. Like, everyone is, is fucking killing it. Also, Tony Shalhoub, I feel like, is kind of underrated for his career. He 100%. Got, he got oh, stuck in, in Monk role, and Monk's great. It's a great show. It just went on too long. But that dude is versatile. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it's, it's on Amazon. Two seasons are out. I'm still in the first season, but it's an hour long, which is not my favorite. But it's worth it. It's really funny. Um, and then, yeah, the other thing that I wanted to talk about is I finished Neon Genesis Evangelion. Which is, you know, the seminal uh, anime series from the 90s that we talked about a couple weeks ago. I just want to say, on my opinion, on one thing that you commented on, I fucking love the art in it. I know Joseph said he didn't really like the animation style. I really, really like it right a lot. Well, and, and that's, so that's the thing, right? Is like, visually, it's really striking. Again, 
my, my issue wasn't I like the art style, but I feel like there's there's like qual like there's quality issues in executing it. Like they they couldn't quite get the definition on certain things that they wanted to, but like the structure of how they want the shots is is there, and it's still like interesting and striking. And that's the problem is like the story is interesting. Uh, it's definitely like you know it's it's one of those things where it's. It's trying to operate on a lot of levels. It's got right. like a main story. It's got like this analogy for the great good and evil and the hearts of men and blah blah blah, which is fine. And it, I don't think it fully it it's kind of falls in the same problem that a lot of these series that try to tackle a lot of different layers of things. I don't feel like it delivers on all of those things by the end of it. But yeah, like the the art style is really great. I I I've only listened to the dub, but the dub is good and the world is cool. Like you know, it's kind of a mech show, but it's also like I don't know. I don't want to spoil it too much, but there, there's as you go on, there's like a larger conspiracy going on besides just giant robots fighting evil monsters from space kind of thing. So uh, this is the redub version, right? Yeah. Had you watched the original? Uh, no. All right. Because well, the one thing I'm wondering is, does the redub change the story? I don't think so, and I don't want to get into that. There's a thing that was accused of straight washing. I don't think that that is what happens. Right. Because it's a it's a real gay scene, even in the redub. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so the big problem is, apparently the show suffered some big budgetary issues, which I didn't know, so I just watched the series like a normal person right. from beginning to end. There's 26 right. episodes. 24th episode is either you think it's either the end and the, the last episode is like a date like you know again like the coming down or whatever or there's like one big conflict that you think might be there at, at one episode after that right uh, and then you do like come down but instead of that they go completely abstract so I found out that episode tw- so 24 is where that happens 25 and 26 turns out are alternate endings they're not sequential episodes right and instead of like you know finishing the story about young teenage students piloting these mechs and fighting monsters it goes like fully abstract into like a fucking two episode long dream sequence of like discovering like why are we here what is humanity for? Are we good? <laughs> like, that's, that's, I'm not yeah, fucking kidding yeah, you. Yeah. That is like the whole fucking two episodes. Like, I've never seen it, but I can remember this as it was happening. Well, that's good. And like, and like, <laughs> I remember basically there was everyone sort of hated the ending. They were yeah. just like, they had loved the show. It was like, oh, this is the best, this is the best anime ever. Hated the ending. And then I believe. They go back and redo the end. Well, it's funny you say that, Herb, yeah. because they do, and they've also put that movie redubbed on Netflix. Right. Because I, I think the they like, if I remember correctly, it changes the ending, but it's also like uh, almost a looking in the camera and saying you're stupid for one hundred percent is what that <laughs> yeah. happens. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, the 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 subsequent movie came out, I guess, a year or two after mm. the uh, the end of the series called End of Evangelion, which right. essentially kind of bridges the gap between the end of episode 24 and then the weird abstract shit that happens. Right. And you remember how we, I talked earlier about how every episode is kind of like the world is at stake and it's like this yeah, latched yeah. plan that doesn't make sense. Right. But everyone's kind of blasé about it and it always works out. In this one, it does not work out right. at all. Right. And it goes really, really bad. Right. And so, like, it's just one of those things where tonally it's, like, super different. Right. Uh, it, go, it gets really... F- I mean, the whole series gets really fucking graphic at the end, both violence and nudity. Right. And, and just bizarre nonsense happens at the end. But the thing that bothers me about it is not all that. I can live with, with right. the weird shit. The problem for me is the series has always been, to me, from the beginning... 
you follow a couple of the pilots of the robots. They're all teenagers. There's three of them by, right. by you know, the middle of it. And they all have their own stories. They all bring their own thing to the table. And, you know, they're supposed to be representing humanity versus this great other. Right. Uh, but the, the main character, Shinji, to me, has always been like, he has been the representation of the human soul. Right. So this guy's fight as the human soul against these external monsters is like, essentially, I'm fighting for the right of humanity to exist. I'm fighting for, you know, we have a place in this world kind of thing, Uh, which I do think is what happens. Like, that's what the series is about. And I do think that's what they're doing with the ending. But the thing that that kills me is I feel like the end Shinji is like a fucking monster. Right. And the rest of the series has just been kind of a quiet kid who really needs to come out of his shell. Right, right. Like, he's like, I, I'm going to spoil this shit for you because I don't think you should watch it. He's like jerking off to unconscious girls in hospital beds. What? He's choking bitches everywhere. It is like... Crazy. It, it's fucked. And I'm just, <laughs> that's in the show or in the movie? That's in the movie. Yeah, wow. the, mov- the movie is, is like holding the birds out to you the right. whole time. Be like, is this what you wanted? Right. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, like, to me, and, and I've read a bunch of justifications about it. I've read things that, like, you know, the, the connections between how they got from, you know, the yeah, series to there. Yeah. And th- I think there's some merit there. And I, I do think there's definitely some people who, like, they're making that story better than it is because they loved where, like, the potential right. of it. Right. I was really frustrated by the ending as a whole. So, as someone who's never watched this, yeah. if I was going to watch it, should I stick with the first ending or watch the movie? <sighs> Which one am I going to be I don't care. less <laughs> satisfied for? The way you, the way it makes you just so fucking frustrated, I'm like, I have to experience this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, do not watch this with your family. No, I won't. Of it course was, not. Well, so, it's, it's funny. I need to double check this, but I think it's it's derived from the same base of that as that Devilman Crybaby show that yeah. I watched and mm. would not recommend to anyone right. ever. Uh, but it's funny because watching the ending is like, like which one would be harder to watch with yeah. someone else in the room? Right. The ending of this or the ending of Devil Man Cry Baby? And I'm honestly not sure. Wow. Right. I will say, you know, I talked about this. I was supposed to say, it's very clear that fucking Guillermo del Toro loved the shit out of yeah, this no, show. Yeah, no, it is. It like Because Pacific Rim takes fucking everything. So, well, that's the thing. Like, it, it's a really cool world. I, <sighs> and Shinji is the model of almost every male lead anime sure, character. Sure, I don't think he's the first one, but yeah, for sure. Um, I, I don't know what to tell you as far as which one is more unsatisfying because I thought to myself, nothing can be as unsatisfying as the, the ending where we don't really solve anything. We mm. just, you know, go through a psych slash philosophy 101 class in 22 minutes. Uh, but then the actual ending happens where you feel like it betrays these characters that you've right. been with this whole time. So Game and, of Thrones. And somehow, it is. No, it's very Game of Thrones. And that is so that that feels like a deeper hurt to me. I think I just thought of an idea for a future episode. Okay. We should find a classic anime that's like sort of beloved that you two guys haven't watched uh-huh. and have all of us watch it. Okay. I, I think am it would so be, down. I think it would be cool because you guys are on board. Yeah. I'm sort of... I'm sort of Switzerland, and Ian is like a pose. Could Let's we do could we do that to Ian? I think that would be especially the most since, fun part. Especially since he's not here to defend himself. It's happening. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, let's end this shit. I don't. I don't know if Neon Genesis Evangelion is better or worse than Transformers. It's probably hard to rate it against that. I still think it's. I. I having seen the whole fucking series to the end. If if I had gone to episode twenty four, better than Transformers. Everything after that, worse than Transformers, and kind of retroactively. Worse than Transformers. It's kind of the ending of uh, True Detective Season 2. Which, by the way, I saw a YouTube clip again this week of uh, 
fucking Colin Farrell in True Detective season two. I forgot how great he is. Yeah, in that. he's, he's awesome. Good. He's amazing. That sh- that series. <laughs> I think he's good enough in it to fix any problem. Just almost, almost. Anyway. That's all I've been watching. That's a whole screed on Neon Genesis Evangelion. <laughs> this might be a side episode. We'll see. Um, I was going to say, we, about Stranger Things. Like, we talked about Stranger Things enough to call it a Stranger Things episode. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Please rate, uh, subscribe, and tell all your friends if you want to get in touch with us. If you have any other feelings on Stranger Things Season 3 or... Uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. If you fucking think that that show is good, please explain it to right. me. I would really like to know. I've read a lot of articles on it, and I still am just, I'm not sure. If you want to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, uh, we're at Real Phonies. We're on Instagram at Real underscore Phonies. Thanks to Zach Evans for art and Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys later. Later.